1: Sometimes you just need to
2: change For change's sake Just to try and change direction And take the club a different way Because the one thing is You can't get rid of the players At this moment in time And if the players aren't going to up the game The only other thing to do Is change a manager You can't imagine He's got many games left
3: Don't say Celtic Playing the way out of this right now The way the players.
4: Stand on Will be difficult opponents Which we show in the first game We'll do our due diligence And try and go out And do our best As we do every game, every
1: game. The full football show
2: With Rob McLean Barry Ferguson And Darren O'D With OPC Energy Limited the Renewable Energy
5: Specialists. <laughs> Call 08 08 17 700.
0: Let's go! go.
2: Celtic manager Neil Lennon has spoken today about the hurt he feels after Sunday's protest outside the ground when fans called for his sacking no Elianusi and maybe no Julian or Duffy a Celtic tackle Milan in the San Siro tomorrow night you'll hear in the next couple of hours what Lennon had to say in today's media conference and we'll hear as well from Stephen Gerrard on the eve of Rangers Europa League meeting with Standard Liege at Ibrox Joe Aribo could be back no Ryan. And Jack but Rangers are on a roll 11 points clear in the Premiership through to the League Cup quarterfinals and on the brink of taking European football for the club beyond the turn of the year Again, welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. You will be most welcome to join us. Get in touch. Uh, make your point. Have your say. 0808 17 17 700. You can text GO in your message to 874 74 and on the socials at Go Football Show. It's Rob McLean. It's Barry Ferguson. It's Darren D in the studio for you today. And uh, looking ahead to those games, which are now just just over 24 hours away in the Europa League. Celtic in Milan, they headed to Italy today and Rangers at home to Standard Liège. Celtic 5-6, Rangers is an 8 o'clock kick-off and in that uh, Rangers game, uh, Alan McGregor will overhaul the uh, European appearances record held by a certain Barry Ferguson. Here's the manager, Stephen Gerrard.
3: Alan deserves to to break this record. I'm really pleased for him. We're we're all proud of him here. He's never, ever let us down. He's someone who we're extremely happy with. And I think to take the record off someone uh, like Barry Ferguson, who's got an incredible legacy here at the club, I think it should be a proud day for both. I'm sure Alan will be very grateful to to take the baton from from Barry. Um, But I'm sure Barry will be very proud as well because they played together and um, two fantastic servants for the club. Come on, tell me you're
2: gutted. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what Rob records are there to be broken I was lucky enough to, to break John Greggs who was the greatest ever ranger um, it was a fantastic occasion for myself and it's been over 10 years now that I've held the record and I can't think of a better guy to take it off me um, I clamped ties on him when he was a 15 year old kid he played 3-4 uh, years below him um, and the potential he had then was was frightening um, but the biggest thing about him was his character he was a just a born winner and I've watched his career Um, as a young kid, done it the hard way, went out and loaned to a couple of clubs um, to gain that vital experience and he came in and he became the Rangers number one, he went and moved on to a, a couple of different clubs but he's come back an even better goalkeeper so no, I'm absolutely delighted for him and he, he, for one guy that deserves it, it's Alan McGregor because as I said, I think since the manager signed him, Stephen Gerrard, he's... He's been absolute fantastic for the club, so it'll be a great night for him uh, tomorrow, and um, I'll be one of the first guys to congratulate him.
2: So that'll be appearance number eighty-three tomorrow night. Um, hopefully for him and for Rangers, a few more to come this season. Could he get to hundred? He's thirty-eight years old. Could he,
6: could he hit the hundred? Because there's no sign of him on on the downhill slope, is there? No there's no sign um, and I th- I've heard him do a couple of interviews over the last few months and he's feeling good about himself the manager looks after him if he feels a bit sore after a game he'll get a few re- uh, rest days and um, as, as I said if he keeps continuing to play the way he's, he's playing Rob um, you've seen how important he is to Rangers. Rangers um, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll sit down um, at the turn of the year and extend his contract
2: it's such an important position, Darren, isn't it? Goalkeeper and and Celtic fans. Uh, much talk among Celtic fans, obviously, at the moment, is about is about Neil Lennon. But it's it's looking at the team. It's looking about the strengths and the weaknesses. It's looking about looking at the Fraser Forster situation and the fact he didn't come back and and the disappointment that he didn't come back. It's a difficult position to fill. And as we heard there from Stephen Gerrard, it's a position in which he has the utmost confidence in Alan McGregor.
7: Yeah, it is. It's. It's arguably one of the most important positions because it's not a position you can really... I think any team that wants to be successful will have a consistent goalkeeper. And that's what Rangers have now. I know he missed uh, games at the start of the year and Rangers did really well in keeping a lot of clean sheets. But Alan McGregor is someone obviously I obviously know well of in terms of being a, a, a rival. Um, and he's he's been a top keeper for a long, long time. And the fact that 3080 38, he's still going as strong as ever is testament to him as a professional. Um, so yeah it's it's a position that Celtic had nailed down um, and at the minute you see when when you start rotating goalkeepers, something's not quite right because it's not not something successful teams will do.
2: We've become used Barry, to, to seeing Alan McGregor pulling off regularly big saves in big matches. It's not happening so much this season because of the the quality of Rangers defending. I mean he's not having to make those match save match winning saves potentially that, that he's done
6: with great regularity. Yeah, but a sign of a good goalkeeper is when he's not getting tested for 80-odd minutes. Um, that shows you that his, his concentration levels are, are spot on. Um, a lot's been made of the defence, and rightly so, but I think it starts uh, for up, up top for Rangers. I think the front three defend ever so well, and then that obviously leads into the midfield, and it, it kind of eases the, the, the defender's situation. But when Alan McGregor's called upon... Um, Whether that be after 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 85 minutes, he's always on cue. Um, And as I said, his concentration levels have been spot on for Rangers this season.
2: We'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard of course in the course of the show talking about uh, Standard Liege at Ibrox tomorrow night and the chance for Rangers to clinch qualification for the knockout stages for Celtic it's all about trying to salvage some pride maybe, maybe damage limitation uh, tomorrow night in Milan and get back on track ahead of the home game on Sunday against St Johnston, uh, as Celtic look to stay in touch at the top of the Premiership uh, Neil Lennon's been talking Today and what about that protest, that ugly scenes outside the ground after losing out in the League Cup to Ross
4: County? On, on the scenes on Sunday, you know, we are disappointed. You know, we're hurt. You know, I understand the sort of frustrations of you know the supporters because ultimately, you know, we're not in, uh, in a great run at the minute. But it serves no purpose. You know, f- particularly for the players. I, I'm old enough and. Big enough to take you know, criticism, abuse, and some of it's justified, some of it's over the top. That's the role of a manager and that's the responsibility you have to bear. We're all in agreement, we we must do better. And we have to do that with results and performances. It was pretty shocking stuff, Darren, what happened outside Celtic Park Sunday.
7: Yeah, yeah it was. It was not good at all. Um, Were you at the game? No, I wasn't. No. No, I wasn't at the game. Sometimes I do... Uh, commentary but no it wasn't uh, for, for that particular game um, you're obviously following things over social media social media these days it's it's nearly live you're watching it um, and yeah there's no other way of, of putting it it was it was really really poor um, and I find this hard to kind of stomach um, watching it because I'm now obviously an employee of the club I've played at the club but ultimately I'm a Celtic fan I've, I've followed the club uh, since I was a young kid and that's not how I associate Celtic fans to behave
2: and he's hurt and uh, and disappointed, uh, as he said. But and and it's you know it comes down to a human level. Whatever you think about football and whatever you think about Neil Lennon, it, it all gets horribly personal at times.
7: Yeah, that's the bit I don't get. I I understand if I don't understand the the kind of the scenes I saw at any moment. You're talking about lockdown and trying to I, I believe. Police officers were injured, so that that let's just put that to the side. But the kind of pro- protest to it I don't get because i understand I can I think kind of rule number one when you play for a club of any of any size, but certainly Celtic Rangers, is you must give absolutely everything. You must dedicate your life. That man's dedicated his life to the club and these players have have through the through the last number of years have have shown how successful they have be. So if any set of players in Celtic's history or manager had credit in the bank for a poor run, it would be this set of players and this manager. So the, the kind of scenes that you see, I, I don't really get them. I, I understand the concerns. I understand the frustrations, even anger for fans, because fans live in the moment that get that. But the, to be so, so angry that you want to go down and actually kind of physically go for them is is just it's beyond words, really.
2: He he's recovered though to, to an extent, Barry, because we heard him on Monday, uh, and there was a flatness about him. The, he he sounded a, a broken man uh, in many ways. Not surprisingly, because of the scale of the result and obviously what what followed it. But the, you know the, there's a bit more. You know I wouldn't say he was bouncy in that that media conference mm-hmm. today. But but he but he is coming back.
6: Well, after the game, you you see what the the club means to Neil Lennon. He's it he was obviously hurt and he's sad. He, for, for me I mean I've bumped into him I've told you a few times I've obviously uh, played against him a number of times and I know what type of character he is that this will be this will be a sore one for him um, and I totally agree with what Dan said um, he would have been they'd have been sitting in that dressing room they would have heard the fans uh, coming out in numbers which was a, was crazy for me obviously with the, the lockdown scenario just now but I'm not surprised he's come out fighting that's Neil Lennon uh, for me. Um, he was like as a player. He's been like as a manager. The the amount of success he's brung to the club, a lot of people tend to forget over a short period of time. They're in a bad run at this moment in time. But Rob, you know what I've said plenty of times in this show. It just takes one result to kick them on, um, and that's why the I think the Celtic board have, have backed him because they believe he will be the man to do that. Whether it's on Thursday night, it's certainly. I think it needs to be in Sunday I think he will still be in charge for that game and um, it's down now to Neil Lennon to go and, and um, get his players together and, and try and get back on um, the winning track again
2: what do you think, uh, if you're a Celtic fan, what do you think about that statement that was issued yesterday by Peter Lowell, the chief executive, saying that we're all in this together and that through adversity Celtic will find strength and they will bounce back with Neil Lennon in charge. 0808 17 17 700 is the phone number. Uh, texting 874 74 and text GO and your message to that number on the socials at GO Football Show. Let's talk to Regan, uh, who's a Celtic fan. Hi Regan.
1: Uh, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm doing fine. So I was listening to New Lennon's press conference today. Yeah. And, and Neil Lennon said, I'm very grateful to keep my job. Yeah. Uh, and then he contradicted I did himself by, by saying, um, Celtic don't sack a manager for, 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 for the sake of it. No. So, so Celtic have won... Two games in ten, as you saying Celtic don't sack a manager for the sake of it.
2: Yeah, well, I think I mean, I mean, Darren, I think um, what Neil Lennon was saying today is that 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 is. I mean, Celtic, Celtic, Celtic aren't don't tend to just fire at the drop of a hat. That fire a manager. There is there is a, there is a loyalty, but but obviously there's a point at which um, a decision has to be made.
7: Yeah, look, look I, I'm not. I could sit here and defend, look, I'm not going to lie and say I don't have any loyalty to, to Neil Lennon or the club and I'm not going to come here and even if I really thought that they needed change, I would I would shout from the rooftops because I wouldn't. I'm not going to patronise people and say I would. But you're talking, reading about statistics that they've uh, won 2-10, which is, by Celtic standards, unacceptable. We get that. Neil Lennon's not trying to defend that either. He's not saying they're in good form, for instance. But you want to throw statistics out. They're about to potentially complete a quadruple treble, They've lost their first cup game, domestic cup game in 35. Um, they've won nine titles in a row. Neil Lennon's been a massive part of all of that. So if you want to talk about 2-10, and 10, how about we to talk about for the nine years previous to that? Um, so I don't really get this 2-10. and 10. No one's defending Celtic are in a bad moment. No one's defending their performances. And I'm talking about, when I say no one, I mean the manager and the players. They're coming out and saying we are in a bad moment. They're asking for patience, they're asking for the backing of the, the Celtic support. But if you want to talk about statistics, <laughs> they back up the fact that Neil Lennon should still be in a job, not the other way around.
1: Um, the thing I would say to that is, is the team that put Celtic out the Big Cup was, was a team that got beat by a team who played with 10 men the following Saturday. And this is a Ross County team that's not that's not won in several games. They're sitting close to the bottom of the league. This is not a team like you know, Hibbs or Motherwell who could challenge Celtic. This is a depleted Ross County side.
7: Regan, I'm not defending uh, the result at the weekend and I'm not saying that Ross County should be beating Celtic at home. But Liverpool lost 7-2 to a, to a team this year that uh, stayed up by one point in the English Premier League and they were English Premier League champions last year it happens teams go through bad times teams go through um, tough tough times that, that performances aren't right no one's defending that the performances aren't good enough at the minute but if anyone deserves a bit of time and, and actual facts will, will back up the fact that Neil Lennon is well capable of turning this round and what Clearly, he's asking for is the support for fans, which I'm sure he'll have the majority. But scenes that you see down at Celtic Park the other night are are unacceptable.
2: Well, let's let's hear what Neil Lennon said today on that on that very subject of of commitment. The fact that he's this is his second spell as manager. He was there long term as a player as well. I think uh, over a couple of decades, uh, you would certainly say he's delivered
4: for 20 years. From my own point of view, I've done everything in my power to bring success to the club and the fans. That's not going to change just on the run of a bad month or, you know, people being upset about my style of management, if they want to say that. Because they don't know what it is. They're just sort of voicing their opinions. And, you know, I would do the players as well. They're working so hard to turn things around and they're feeling it a little bit. So they need my support there as well.
2: Well worth saying uh, from Neil Lennon today. uh, And and it's not not based on two wins in ten, not based on recent performances which which haven't been acceptable. I don't think anyone's arguing about that but um, you can't say that the guy doesn't want to turn things around himself really
6: badly. Well, he's just mentioned it there. he's He's been um, affiliated with the club for 20 odd years and he, he's won trophies as a player as a, and as a manager but look, nobody'll know better than Neil Lennon that he knows he needs to get results quickly. And um, Because he he knows he's under pressure He he knows that the the, the fans expect it But listen, the fans have been spoiled at Celtic Over the last nine or so years The amount of trophies they've won Um, So there'll be nobody trying as as hard as Neil Lennon To try and get them back on track And get winning games again And as I keep going back to the big one it's, It's Sunday Look, AC Milan away Got to be honest, I think in two or three years they'll be playing Champions League again. They're a fantastic team. They're building a young team over there. But the big one for Neil Lennon's on Sunday at home against St Johnson, which is going to be a tough one, but he knows it's one that he's got to win. The problem, though, with
2: that game tomorrow night is that that could be, that, that could be damaging... Uh pointing ahead to Sunday, couldn't it? Depending on depending on how that game game goes, Darren. You know, it's it's not you can't just write off tomorrow night because if you're not in the in the right frame of mind and the players aren't in the right frame of mind, you could get a fearful going over from A C Milan.
7: Oh hundred percent you could, yeah. Um no I don't I don't think Celtic will look at this game as a dead rubber. I don't think they can afford to. I think the pressure is absolutely mounted um, massively on them. So, no, this game is, is about trying to put things right. You could, listen, right now, does it look like Celtic are going to go away to AC Milan and win a game of football? No, you can't say off recent performances. But if, just for, for argument's sake, if they did, what what a way to kind of try to build momentum and go into the, the massive game that Barry's talking about on Sunday against St Johnson. So, um, no, I don't think Celtic will be going there at all, thinking this is... This is a dead rubber. I know in terms of the group it is, but in terms of trying to turn a corner, it's it could be a massive uh, turning point. But uh, if they don't get it right, you're absolutely right. There's a top, there's a top side over there that could really hurt you,
2: which makes it dif- difficult managerially. Barry, tomorrow night, what does Neil Lennon do? I mean, he's already going to be minus a, a couple of players anyway. By the sounds of it, we'll hear more of that later on. But you know, do you do you put out your strongest possible team because you're looking to get back on track ahead of the game you're talking about at home to St Johnston on Sunday? Or do you save players? Do you do you, do you keep a few back? Do you, do you try and freshen some guys up ahead of Sunday?
6: No, if it's new learning, he'll go over and try and play his, his strongest team possible. I know there's a few injuries, a few guys missing, um, but he'll go out there and, and play his strongest eleven. There's there's no doubt in my mind about that. And he'll go over and he'll try and be compact and disciplined and hard to beat. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me. I, I I says it last week in the show as well. I, I think Celtic are fine going forward at times. It's individual basic mistakes that's what's what's killing them you heard Neil Lennon after the game on Sunday a cross ball um, and a uh, it was obviously a penalty and um, the, the corner kick for the second goal so it's basic mistakes so I think he will go over there um, and just make sure they're difficult to beat
2: Regan, thanks for your call. It's Barney Ferguson, it's Darren O'Dea, it's Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, you can get involved in the show as well on the usual number 0808 17
5: The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go!
2: Yeah, Football Chat Monday to Friday, 5 till 7 and it's always a little bit better when you are part of it, Uh, every opportunity for you to have your say and join us Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, Darren O'Dea on the Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, Champions League football uh, off and running again tonight some really intriguing games as we get deeper and deeper into those group stages and big games for Celtic and Rangers of course just 24 hours away now, Celtic in Milan tomorrow night in the San Siro a daunting prospect to face uh, the top team in Serie A when Celtic are in the condition they're in at the moment. But uh, maybe it's the right time to bounce back and uh, point themselves towards a crucial Premiership game at the weekend, of course, back in their home patch again. At Rangers play standard Liège tomorrow night. That's an 8 o'clock kick-off. Uh, Steven Gerrard and his team uh, hoping to clinch their place In the knockout stages of the competition, they very nearly did it last Thursday, but they have the chance again to do it uh, this Thursday. Celtic continues to be a massive talking point on the back of their Shock League Cup Exit on Sunday. The fans protest outside the ground afterwards. Uh, Celtic heading to Italy today after Neil Lennon held his media conference. We've heard from him already. And it's uh, Milan 5-6 to uh, tomorrow night in the San Siro. Let's hear from Paul John Dykes, who's on the show right now, uh, who has a Celtic State of Mind
5: podcast. Hi, Paul. Hi, Rob. How are you? Very well, thanks. What would you like to say? I just think, you know, the, the game tomorrow night couldn't come at a, at a worse time. A few weeks back, we were looking at the fixtures and this was always going to be a tricky one, but you know, it seems even trickier now after the events of the last few days. And unfortunately, I fear the worst for tomorrow night. You
2: you fear, fear Celtic getting a doing?
5: Yes, I do. I mean, you look at the last two European games back-to-back against Sparta Prague, 4-1 on both occasions, Robin, and we're up against a much higher calibre of side tomorrow night, uh, in the San Zero. Uh, and, and you know, I, I was listening to the words from Neil Wennon and Julianne today and we're hearing all the right things. This is this is the frustration. We're hearing all the right things, but we're not seeing it on the park. And if they come away four one tomorrow, you know, I think that's a reasonable result under the circumstances. And that's pretty sad.
2: Yeah, and Darren, the the facts and figures of Celtic in, in the Europa League so far make grim reading, don't they? Uh, they've conceded thirteen goals in their first group games, the first four group games.
7: Yeah, yeah, no, the the, the Europa League, or, and, and if you want to throw firms, varishing into that, the the European uh, results have been really, really poor this year. Um, haven't been in good form. Obviously, Sparta Prague been the kind of most high pro- high profile kind of poor performances um, and AC Milan our top side I was at the home game um, really really good side the the kind of only kind of defence I could defence maybe not the right word but tomorrow and night I think Celtic players going into the game are focused on one thing and that's defending I don't think they're going to be thinking about how they're going to take the game to Milan I think it's and sometimes when you simplify the game like that it might help them a little bit um, but I agree it's, it's a, a very very difficult game um, I'm probably not the most ideal fixture, considering um, all the kind of stuff that's going on uh, domestically.
2: John Paul, did you want
5: uh, Neil Lennon out on Sunday? I think for a few weeks, Rob. Actually, and, and I say this with the greatest respect for Neil Lennon because he is an icon, and uh, I hate calling for anyone's head at Celtic Park, but it's just not working. And and you know, leading into that game after the four-one drubbing, second time round. Sparta Prague you know that's where we're scratching our heads here thinking it's time for Neil to go it's time for a new approach I think we still have a really strong squad of players I think it's been strengthened this season um, and it's for some reason it's not gelling and I think a new coaching staff could come in and hopefully revitalise some of the players that we know can do better Yeah
2: we're well, talking players let's hear what Neil Lennon had to say at that media conference today about the effect of uh, Sunday the game and the protest on the players.
4: They're going through a bad spell, and that's what happens in a bad spell. You know, players try too hard sometimes, or players lose a little bit of confidence. I didn't think there was a hell of a lot wrong with the performance. We give a poor goal away, you know, we're in good position, we give a penalty away, and again, you know, we've switched off with a set player. The the body language of the players was good. They're, They're trying to find the solutions, as we all are. But we have to end this run, you know, we have to get back to being consistent. But they're definitely determined to turn things around. They felt the the wrath, if you want to call it, of the supporters. It, it surprised some of them. It shook a few of them up. But uh, they, they want to put things right for them and obviously the club and myself as well. So the players, John Paul, have been shaken up by what's
2: happened. Uh, do you expect a, a reaction as as soon as tomorrow night?
5: I would hope so, Rob, but we have been expecting a reaction since the Ferenc Farrells game. Um, I've not really had it. There was a couple of false dawns. 60 minutes against Lille. We looked okay. And then the semi-final against Aberdeen, we came through that game with a victory. But it just seems to be um, a little glimmer of hope followed by a really poor result. Now, listen, I think I speak for quite a lot of Celtic fans when I say we would love New Lennon to turn this round. We would love to be proven wrong. But it's not looking likely. And tomorrow night couldn't, couldn't be the worst fixture than, than tomorrow night against AC Milan. you know. So, yeah, I would love to see a reaction from the players.
2: There is a theory, Darren, that that the Celtic players know all about leading from the front and winning from the front, which is where they've been in in recent years. But they're not so well versed in the process of digging in when you have to play catch up.
7: Yeah, yeah, I can understand that argument. They've not been behind, so so how do you react when you are? It's hard to throw that as a criticism to to players that have been serial winners for the last three years and won every domestic cup competition going and won 11 in a row and potentially in the in in next few weeks it could be 12 in a row I, I find it hard to, to kind of throw that at them Um but yeah they haven't they haven't been behind so um I can understand the argument but it's not something that they can't really criticise the players for always oh, being in front then mm. that now they're behind
2: and, and saying well you've no experience of that but it's a question Barry that I guess some of those players haven't been asked in their time at Celtic certainly on the domestic front
6: yeah certainly they're, they're, as Dan's just says yeah, especially the last three years they've won every single trophy available they've won mostly every game um, apart from Europe they've come up against um, so I, Look, it is challenging times there's, there's no doubt some of these players as you mentioned Rob have I've never been in this situation before but this is when you see the real characters mm. um, they're getting a lot of stick um, some of it I'll be honest with you I think it's over the top um, but the only way that, that Neil Lennon and this group of players um, can uh, stop that happening is trying to get a decent result and that will start tomorrow night over in Milan
2: I'm interested in this that Lancer answer uh, John Paul from, from Neil Lennon today he was asked about uh, all the talking that's been going on all the all the Zoom calls that have been happening of course um, not just after the immediately after uh, the Ross County game but but subsequently as well I mean the, the discussions are ongoing all the time involving the likes of Peter Lowell Dermot Desmond uh, and himself um, he's been given their backing. Peter Law issued that statement yesterday about togetherness and and, uh, let's get out of this and Neil Lennon is the man in the job. This is what Neil Lennon said today.
4: Yes, of course. Talked about the game, talked about the players, talked about the results and obviously talked about the values that we have. Durability that the, the club has. We're strong. We're not in great shape at the minute in terms of results and performances. But I've got, you know, a great relationship with them. It doesn't count for anything if the results keep going the right way because then they have a decision to make. But we're we're not near that point yet. They believe in me and I believe in what we're trying to do. I believe in my backroom staff as well, so
2: interesting that 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 the, the phrase that interested me there John paul was we're, we're not near that point yet he said you know they might have a, the Celtic board might have a decision to make about his his position uh, the, the the phrase there was not near that point yet it, it, you know it sounds i mean I would have thought there's a game by game pressure at the moment for Neil Lennon by which the the, the situation could very hurriedly change but but he's he doesn't think he's anywhere near that yet
5: mm-hmm. I did find that surprising uh, and it makes me believe that the board had maybe given him a, a reassurance that this run of games right up until the Rangers game at um I'm not saying he's safe but I think he's been given that run of games, that's the feeling I'm getting. But what we're up against Rob, we're up against the Rangers side who are showing the form that Celtic's invincible side showed under Brendan Rodgers, that's the form Rangers are on at the moment and. That basically means Celtic need to win every game.
7: We've not seen any evidence that that's possible this season. Darren, yeah, it's a it's a fair point. There hasn't been evidence that Celtic are, are about to turn the corner. Um, but as I, as I said in the pre to the previous caller, is if if you were to ever give someone a bit of faith, um, a bit of credit in the bank, it would be this set of players it would be this manager because they've been through it before. They've got history winning. Now, I accept that that you can turn around and say, well, that's in the past. This is the now. I get that. I get that. But if you're going to trust someone, you would trust someone that has been there, has been there as a player, been there as a coach, been there as a manager and been successful. And then you would trust the, the, a group of players that have won every domestic title um, for the last three years or four years. So I, I get I get the concerns I'm, and, and I don't think Neil Lennon is trying to your eyes don't lie to you. Neil Lennon's not trying to defend performance. He's saying, Look, we're in a bad moment. No one's no one's trying to uh, say anything to the contrary. It's who do you trust now? Who do you trust? And if you're going to trust any group of Celtic players in the history of the club, you'd say, Well, it's the ones that have just won 11 domestic titles in a row. That's that's kind of where I'm coming
2: from with it. Can there have been, Barry, any commitment given to Neil Lennon beyond tomorrow night, beyond the weekend? Because can there be a, a scenario here whereby Dermot uh, the, the Desmond Peter Lowell etc are looking at a chunk of games up to
6: January well after the game on Sunday there was a, a, a clamour that he, he was going to lose his job in the Sunday night and Monday but clearly Peter Lowell has come out and, and back to manager the manager's just spoke we've just heard them there do his, his presser for the game tomorrow night and do you know what Neil Lennon is he's been honest and open he knows that he needs to start winning games quickly Rob because um, that, that's what you, you've got to do at a Celtic or Rangers um, you're expected to win every single game you play in um, when you draw a game it's not a good result when you lose a game it's an absolute disaster now the last month or so Celtic have been through a real bad bad run of um, games no getting the right results but if you look at the domestically after the game tomorrow night They've got a run of games up before the next Old Firm game that are all winnable games. And I think that's what the, the Celtic board will be looking at giving Neil Lennon.
2: Paul John, sorry if I've been making a mess of your name over the last few minutes, but I'll, I'll try and get it right before, before, you're, before we're finished with you. What, what, what do you think would be acceptable and what wouldn't be acceptable in terms of the game tomorrow night from a Celtic point of view?
5: Well, I have been hearing a lot of Celtic fans saying forget about Europe, but uh, Europe is really the shop window for Celtic as a club. We need to attract players from all over the continent, and the only way we really do that is when we're in the shop window of European football. So we don't want to go out there and be embarrassed. I mean, one of the best performances this season was against Lille. We need to be at that level to get anything out of the game tomorrow. But as I say, I think a 4-1 defeat is uh, possible but even then, from the words that were heard
2: from Peter Lovell this week, it sounds as though you is safe. And is it a criticism of Celtic, is it a valid criticism Darren, of Celtic in, in recent times, that they, they struggled to put together a 90 minutes? They, they've had great little spells, the, the first half against Lille, there was a 20 minutes against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup semi-final where they blew them away at that point, but it, it's about, they're, they're struggling to put together a 90 minutes.
7: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... <laughs> the manager said that the manager saying we're performing well in certain parts of the games we're doing certain things well but we're conceding sloppy goals there's obviously well documented set plays yeah there's, there's this is coming and Barry's just touching it Neil Lennon's saying this he's actually coming out and saying he's not trying to pull the wool over Celtic fans eyes and saying look we're doing great here and we're about to turn the corner he's saying no we're look we're in a tough moment we're not performing well I, I'm doing my very best to put my finger on it and that's the job of a manager you look at what he's done. He's changed formation. He's brought players back in from from the cold. He's left big players out. He's trying to find what the formula is, and that's obviously down to him. Now he will take the brunt of it. He will ultimately, if he cannot find a solution, he will be the man that will, that'll that'll change because obviously you don't switch a whole squad. Um, but he's not trying to say any different. So all the kind of concerns Celtic fans have, Neil Lennon is openly saying that in the press. So it's not trying to. Defer from that in any way
2: And what he's grateful for Is support Not just from the, the board But from others as well
4: Well I'm very grateful You know There's again We talk about this durability They're not a board The tech managers For the sake of it You know we've had great success We're going through a, a tor- You know a tough time But They don't sort of Leave you out on the lurch There's great support here Great support from Supporters Letters Emails There's been great support From other managers in the game And the LMA He's seen it all before and probably deal with this on a daily basis. From my own point of view, you know, it's really encouraging and comforting. And I've had great support from the players as well.
2: There is a football family thing that goes on at times like these, and and he's obviously had plenty of of calls and texts and all the rest from from other managers and and I guess players that he knows as well, people who are giving him support, which is presumably means a lot to him at a time of of real
6: personal and professional pressure, Barry. Yep, he, he's well liked in the football uh, football circle, should I say. Um, there's no doubt about it. You don't like seeing anybody. Look, I'm, I'm sitting in, look, for the Rangers side and I don't like to see guys uh, from the Celtic side getting um, stick from all angles. Um, but uh, again, I'll go back to what Dan says right at the start of the show. You look at the record the guys had. It is, it's a fantastic record. They come in when things weren't going so well with we, we Brendan Rodgers left and the lurch and Neil Lennon came in and, and um, calmed the, the the ship down um, and he's went on to, to be another success he was like that previous as a manager and as a uh, and as a player but I'll go back to you listen to him doing interviews you can see it's hurting him you can see he's um, he's trying to come up with a solution and um, whether that's a, a change of personnel on the pitch a change of formation he's tried it all Um, and he's going to give it his all until he's told otherwise Um, but the good thing is he's getting the backing of the board they obviously trust him and what he's doing and um, as I said, Neil Lennon's no daft he knows he needs to get the results quickly Um, or if he doesn't, they will change in the end
2: Paul John, before you go, what are your thoughts on on how these next few days are going to pan out both tomorrow night and through to Sunday?
5: I think it's vital that the club continue to engage with the supporters. It's been frustrating enough, Rob, that we can't beat the game. Uh, and obviously the scenes after the Ross County game uh, were pretty uh, regrettable. But as long as the channels continue, the channels of communication continue, because we do feel as though we're in the dark um, You know, with all this happening and all this going on. But it's a results business. You know, Darren and Barry have been involved at the highest level. They know that. And I think every single result um, will sway this pendulum either way.
2: And and are you saying the communication is happening or or isn't happening?
5: It's not really been happening, uh, to be honest with you, Rob. We had a statement from Peter Lowell at the beginning of the week and then an interview with Scott Brown. But Celtic fans have been very uh, much unimpressed with the communication throughout the season uh, from the club.
2: Do Um, Do you feel cut off?
5: Oh, we do. And obviously a big part of that is we're not at the games. You know, but uh, there's all these different channels in, in which to engage with fans, and I think they need to continue doing that, particularly when things aren't going well.
2: Thanks for joining us, uh, Paul John Dykes from the podcast A Celtic State of Mind on the Go Radio Football Show. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred.
5: The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go.
2: It's Glasgows On Go Radio, the football show which has been running for about four months now thanks for your uh, continuing support and you're, you're following us and listening in in bigger and bigger numbers and if you don't catch it all at the time on the radio you can uh, get to the podcast and uh, downloads fast approaching the quarter of a million mark so uh, that's another way of uh, listening to the whole show in case you don't get all of it on your way home from work 0808 17 17 700 if you want to get involved it's Rob McLean on a Wednesday night with Barry Ferguson and Darren O'Dea with me in the studio as well. Talking a lot about Neil Lennon and Celtic, talking a lot as well about Rangers in the course of the show. We're hearing more from Stephen Gerrard about their match tomorrow night against Standard Liege. They can clinch a place in the knockout stages. As for Celtic, it's about getting some pride back, getting some form back tomorrow night. Last night on the show, uh, we heard from the former Celtic defender. Alan Stubbs who was there on Sunday working for Premier Sports uh, as a pundit as Celtic crashed out of uh, the League Cup and this was his uh, reaction uh, last night
5: I feared for Neil after the game
3: and I I really don't want to see anybody get the sack, I I must stress that, but with the the manner of the defeat, I thought it would have been very difficult for them to have stayed in the job, and uh, obviously I'd love them to turn it around, I really would, but I just think it's maybe gone too far now
2: we a glut of uh, central defenders we've got another one on the show tonight but we would a, a glut of central defenders on the show last night because uh, we had uh, Stephen Craig and, and and Craig Moore in the studio we would Alan Stubbs as a guest and we would Ramon Vega as well who had that glittering six months on loan from Tottenham as a Celtic player uh, 20 years ago it was uh, three trophies in the space of about 20 odd games it was uh, some performance from him he had some strong things to say as well about Celtic and he he feels the, the anger and the fris- frustration should not only be aimed at Neil Lennon, but also at the Celtic players. To be honest, the question
1: is, what will change if you change him? That's the question you need yeah. to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. What, what will have to change? You know, I think, is it now whatever manager's coming
2: into it, what's going to change? Because yeah. I think this, this, The problem is much deeper than just Neil Lennon. I, think, I feel sorry for him, but at the end of the day, frankly saying he was a legend of the club mm-hmm. he's done a fantastic job already in the past he doesn't have to prove himself from the past he's done it now he's going through very difficult uh, time as, as a manager with his team to be honest with you that team uh, completely let him down as well at the same time you know, he knows he's done mistakes in various places he's man enough to, to admit that but at the end of the day you are a team you're working out there on the pitch as a team and the manager of course is he can only guide you as much as he can but in the, the day it's you as a player responsible on the pitch what do you have to do you know Yeah his point there made fairly clearly Darren is uh, that there's only much so much new Lennon can do when the players cross the white line for, for each each match and and there, thereafter it's about player responsibility
7: Yeah absolutely players need to take responsibility they're the ones that play the actual game I, I don't there's just such a culture always that we have to find who is the, who's to blame? Who who can we blame and pin this on? And it usually the manager, but no, it's a collective thing. Celtic and Neil Lennon has, has said that as a as a group, as a manager, his staff, um, all his players, all his squad, it's their responsibility. So absolutely the players are responsible, and I don't think they're shying away. I think that they've spoken well in the press um, and kind of said we we need to win for the manager, which clearly shows the kind of public that they're they're backing the manager. Everyone needs to take responsibility. There's no one person to blame. I think they're in it together. They're all quite clearly admitting that there's something amiss at the minute. But as I said, these boys have... I don't buy into Rama Vegas saying the players have let him down. The players have, have been sensational for the last number of years. Neil Lennon's been sensational the last number of years. They're going through a bad patch. They need to, as Barry's kept saying, they need to find wins soon. We all know that because eventually something breaks. But at the minute they're asking for patience. They're just asking can you can you support us through this tough times? And they haven't had many tough times recently. That's the fact of the matter. Um so yeah, absolutely players need to take responsibility. So does everyone.
2: What's a, a losing dressing room like Barry or what's a, a non-winning dressing room like? What's it like when you're going through a bad patch? And, I'd, I'd and maybe be better off answering this one. I mean, obviously you've had lots of winning times, but, but you've had difficult times as well. And, and that's what I'm keen to, to get at is, is what happens among players when it isn't going well and when you're desperately trying to find the answer
6: uh, as to what turns it round. Firstly it's not nice, um, I've been involved in a, a few situations at, at Rangers when um, we've went on a couple of games where we've not won Where as I said previously the, the fans demand you to win every single game um, And then you, players are going out there and um, they're low on confidence because winning breeds confidence There's no doubt about it, that's the difference with Rangers just now at this present time you can see the confidence that's flowing through them because they're winning games and but, and, you, it, and, you, and you saw the lack of that didn't you as, yeah, you, as uh, you watched the
2: Celtic I, game on I, Sunday
6: I watched the, the, the Celtic game and I was saying to darn off not you could see their sapped energy they, they're, they've no confidence now what it takes is a horrible performance and getting a 1-0 win it coming off the back of somebody's backside or, or something in the game that's all it's going to take to kick start um, Celtic again and that that was the you need a bit of luck when you're not winning games you're not getting much luck as well, so it was a case of just the the guys myself included, um, trying to keep the atmosphere, um, as good as possible, because um, it's some people react differently, um, forgetting it look. I don't care what this says, all players read the media read, read the newspapers they see what's on TV They see. What despite people. the denials <laughs> yeah, no listen I'm not going to deny it but I try to always use it in a positive way Rob if somebody was giving me a bit and rightly so if it was constructive I would use it in a positive manner um, and that's what the Celtic players need to do they've got the experience they've got Scott Brown who's been through it um, a number of years they've got the Callum McGregors so Neil Lennon will rely heavily on they they sort of guys and they sort of players to get round Um, the other ones inside the dressing room and as I said it just takes that bit of luck in a game and then it can kickstart them again but it's not a a nice place to um, be in a losing dressing room I never enjoyed it you just need to get out that rut as quick as possible
2: there's so much quality and so much winning experience in that Celtic dressing room, that that's what has people scratching their heads at the moment. I guess about a run, a run, an unheard of run like this for these players.
7: Yeah, and again, I go back to it. Neil Lennon is saying that in the press. He's he's saying, I don't want to say scratching his head, but he is trying to find why. And and if if it was that easy to always find that answer, we'd all be top top managers at the top level. That's why the top managers are at the level that's why they get paid the money they do is because they usually can find the answers and Neil Lennon has a history of finding the answers and at the minute as we've said he, he, he needs to find an answer quickly and the players need to find the answer and, and they're very much part of that as well but echo what Barry says it's very very tough the, the big thing is that you don't start within the dressing room pointing and trying to find who's to blame. You take a collective responsibility. You look at your own performance and you, you look probably individually more to the group and say, can I do more? And probably in the answer, dressrooms, rooms, yeah, they can all do a little bit more. They can all perform better. And hopefully when they can all play at that kind of 10, 15, whatever percent more, that's going to bring them wins. But ultimately, what do you do? Do you just fold like a deck of cards? Do you... Do you there's no, there's no hiding place, and especially at Celtic range, there's no hiding place. You have to get on with you. you, have to fight your way through. And I think earlier in the season, we were waiting for this big performance from Celtic, this big performance that we turned the corner. That's not what they need now. They just need a win, an ugly win, any win, and just build on that. Then it's not going to, it probably won't come, and and Sunday it probably won't be this big, magnificent performance where it's six nil and bang, they're in gear. It might take time to find them gears, but they need wins, and I think everyone's clear on that.
6: He's proven in the past he can do it Go back to the old Firm game 29th of December last year Um, Rangers went to Celtic part and won And dominated the game And they went away in the winter break And Neil Lennon came back with a a plan And that two months To football get stopped with the the, the coronavirus Celtic were a different animal So I think some people have got short memories He, he, He can go and change it He's just gone through a tough time He's proven in the past to me And that'll be the mindset at Rangers um, they, they'll be wary of the fact that it's happened uh, They went through some, not as tough as this moment But they've done the same the previous year So that'll be the mindset of Rangers Look, Celtic, you still look at their squad There's still a lot of quality, a lot of good good players there And as I said, that I will just take one game a, a poor performance, but just getting that 1-0, 2-0, whatever Or 2-1, and then it'll kickstart them
2: and, then, and there was a point last season, wasn't there, before the, the season was foreshortened, where Rangers were crumbling yep. on, on the back of the, the trip to Dubai. And and all sorts of questions were being asked about Stephen Gerrard. I mean, it seems
6: incredible now because they're absolutely cruising at the moment. Yeah, six, seven months up <laughs> makes a big difference. I mean, Stephen Gerrard, I think you would admit yourself, you would have been under a bit of pressure with the way that Rangers come back off the, the, the winter break. Um, Celtic seemed to just steamroller everybody that came in front of them. Rangers were stuttering, getting beat um, at home uh, home against Hamilton. Um, And there was other games, I I can't remember who they were against. They really struggled. But they've obviously went away, Rob, and they've had a good chat amongst them as a a staff and as a group, and you can see the difference in them. Um, But as I, I keep saying, I would always still be wary Celtic coming back Now I know 11 points Looks a lot They've got two games in hand I fully expect Celtic To win the two games So for me There's only five points in it I know they've Struggled a bit in Europe But Look at it Yeah, it's, it's, only, it's only going to be Five points
7: Touching on that So last year Rangers had that Kind of blip Steven Gerrard went away He didn't change his formation They didn't bring in All that many players Sort of similar personnel So maybe it was a mentality thing and maybe they spoke as a group and and decided this is what we're going to do. Neil Lennon last year changed formation. So there's different answers to these different things. And at the minute, Neil Lennon is trying different things. It's not quite happened. But all he can do is is keep searching for that answer. And history will tell you he, he can find the answer.
2: It can all change in a heartbeat and Neil Lennon is hoping that it desperately does very quickly.
0: News at six on the way. The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go! We're
2: looking ahead to those massive uh, European matches tomorrow night, 5-6 to six, in Italy uh, for Milan and Celtic, followed by uh, Rangers against Standard Liège at Ibrox, and uh, both teams going into those games uh, with uh, very different ambitions, I guess. Celtic looking to salvage some pride, looking for a performance, uh, looking to spark uh, a fight back from a, a poor run of results. They've won only two of their last 10 and of course they're at home to St Johnston in the Premiership on Sunday for all sorts of reasons uh, they're looking for both result and performance in Italy against the Serie A leaders it doesn't really come much tougher at the moment for a team and a manager very much under pressure Rangers against Standard Liège and it could be well it could have happened last Thursday and it might well happen this Thursday that Rangers make it again as they did last season to the knockout stages of the Europa League competition obviously Obviously, a lot of the talk at the moment is centering on Neil Lennon. He had a media conference today squared up to all his critics and all the questions that were coming
4: his way, especially about that ugly protest outside the ground on Sunday. On the scenes on Sunday, you know, we were disappointed. You know, we're hurt. You know, I understand the sort of frustrations of, you know, the supporters because ultimately, you know, we're not in a great run at the minute. But it serves no purpose, you know, particularly for the players. I'm old enough and big enough to take you know, criticism, abuse and some of it's justified, some of it's over the top. That's the role of a manager and that's the responsibility you have to bear. We're all in agreement, we, we must do better and we have to do that with results and performances.
2: Steven Gerrard said it a few weeks ago, if it's not him, it's me. That's the way it is in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. We were just speaking uh, before the news about the second half of last season when Steven Gerrard was a manager under pressure. Currently, of course, his team 23 games unbeaten. And again, standard Liège tomorrow night, the chance to take another step forward in Europe.
3: Yeah, I think it's a non-negotiable in terms of standards. We've we've set the standards pretty high here, you know, at Rangers. Uh, I think the standards belong to the club. I think we all have a responsibility to try and maintain them on a daily basis. The message in terms of football is focus on the next match and the next challenge. Uh, Don't look too far ahead. Remain humble and um, respectful to each challenge that's coming our way. Tomorrow night is a fantastic opportunity for us to again go and try and qualify for the second year on the spin. That's the challenge and the only one that we should be focused on.
2: Humble, respectful, staying focused. Uh, those are words and phrases that keep cropping up uh, from uh, Stephen Gerrard, who's very conscious uh, that a winning run or an unbeaten run can very quickly uh, fall flat on its face if you're not careful. And, and he clearly, Barry, has, has learnt
6: lessons from what, uh, what happened last season when it all self-combusted. Yep, 100% Rob. I, I'm loving the noises just now that are coming out of Ibrox. Um, as you mentioned the the words there humble respectful take one game at a time um, that's what they've got to do listen they're in a real good place um, at this moment in time if you look at the squad a lot of people are going on about the, the, the signings the vast majority of the squad have now been together over two seasons and you're starting to see the, the fruits of that um, the way he's playing uh, the formation he's playing and when he's added players they've been good quality players and um, and we're playing in Europe midweek. He's been able to go and change it, make a three or four changes. And when these changes are happening, Rob, it's just they're settling in straight away. Um, it's not affecting the the way the team are playing. So, um, I, I, it's a hard game tomorrow. There's no doubt. I watched the Standard League game. You'd done the commentary. They're, they're a decent yeah. outfit. They've got some handy players. Um, but I fully expect the form that Rangers are in at this moment in time to take care of Standard tomorrow and then they've got a, a hard trip up the road to Dingwall and, and Sunday they're going to be sky high with confidence obviously with the result they had against Celtic at the weekend but they need to take care of Standard tomorrow and I've no doubt he'll make more changes again you've seen it in the League Cup last Sunday he made a number of changes and again they guys come in and, and showed that they want to try and fight for a place and, and try and get into that start of living so Things are really rosy in the garden just now but it's about maintaining it um, keep my level head because um, as I said Rangers are in a real good place at this moment
2: There are two teams at the moment down opposite ends of the scale it's incredible isn't it when you look at what Celtic are doing at the moment trying to find a way to win changing formations changing pers- personnel trying everything R- Steven Gerrard at the moment can just do whatever he pleases with the team and make as many changes as he wants to and they just keep on winning
7: well you say uh, he's doing what he pleases, he's doing the exact same thing over and over again and because he's winning it breeds consistency and consistency the message is always the same and when players come in to the team they're not actually bringing their own attributes they're doing a specific job for the team especially out of possession you see how structured they are um, and, and that comes down to winning games of football when you're not winning games of football I've not been a first team manager yet, but I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist. You know, you look for solutions. You you don't just keep doing the same thing over and over again when you're losing. So that's why there's inconsistency with selection at Celtic, and there's real consistency with selection with Rangers, and that helps then with with squad players if you like being able to come in because they know their exact role when they do come in.
2: Yeah, I mean, as you said, Barry. I mean, those those seven changes uh, that he made on Sunday for the for the League Cup game at Falkirk. He, he also had the opportunity to bring in a couple of kids from the academy Kieran Dixon and Liam and King uh, got got their chance in the first team as well he was able to 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 leave out uh, Stephen Davis for, for personal reasons he's looking after player welfare as well he's, he's very conscious of of all the, the little things that have to be done other than the obvious
6: Yeah the amount of games they're playing it's good to go and rest like see so your Stephen Davis Kent Morelos real important players uh, that's why you've got a squad Rob and I've said it plenty of times I think this is the strongest squad that the manager's had um, as I said he, he can go and afford that luxury resting important players knowing that the guys that are coming in for the sidelines are going to do basically the same job um, and you can see Rangers are a well drilled side there's a lot of work that's certainly went on in the training ground um, uh, as I said but listen that can end at any time Um, so as I said I I like what the manager's saying if you listen to them after every single game same when they they put a player in front of the media they're coming out with the same comments they're respectful and they're they're mindful Um, it's still early in the season they've done a lot of good work as you said 23 games I think unbeaten it's a fantastic record but you've got to always be weary and have it in the back of your mind that that could end anytime soon. If you get overconfident, you've got to keep a level head, and that's what I think that this group of players are doing just now. And it's
2: yeah, it's an unbeaten run. It's it's largely a winning run, and, and the only game, the only games in the last maybe dozen or so that they haven't won have been those two games against Benfica, uh, a Champions League team playing in the Europa League, and Rangers have been two goals clear in both. Matches against them and and settled for a draw. Then I mean, it tells you uh, the the staggering progression Darren that Rangers are making.
7: Yeah, it probably comes down to what Barry's saying. The squad is has been settled now for a couple of years. I think Stephen Gerrard. Um, in terms of personnel, but Stephen Gerrard is as a way of playing, and that is. It, I think I said a few weeks ago. See if your manager and going to play Rangers. They're so predictable. You know exactly what they're going to do. But that tells you how good they're doing it because you can't stop it. And you, on the flip side of it, you're trying to break it down. They're so well coached. They're well organized. Their players are in good form right throughout the squad. So it it it's a kind of it's a it's a cycle. And then on the flip side of the coin, when you're not winning games, it's a cycle of of lacking confidence. You look at Celtic squad. Celtic squad didn't. The, it wasn't depleted in any way over the summer. They they held on to their main players. They added quality. So technically, Celtic squad on paper is stronger. It's but it, it, there's so much more variables to that than just having good players. It's confidence. It's it's um. It's consistency and that's what the, probably the difference between the two squads is but it all comes down to winning football matches.
2: What about injuries uh, at Rangers at the moment and squad news ahead of that game uh, tomorrow night. Of course, Ryan Jack uh, didn't play at the weekend. Joe Rebo w- was missing as well. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard again.
3: Ryan Jack is a major doubt. I think we're going to run out of time with Ryan um, but he's still got a good chance for the weekend. Joe Rebo will hopefully be back trained yesterday and he's going to train today. Brandon Barker uh, will try he'll try and train this morning hopefully he'll pull through and be available as well
2: The return of Joe Aribo gives uh, Rangers another dimension as well not that they needed him uh, last last time out but, but he does supply something extra Barry doesn't
6: he? Yeah certainly but when the manager signed him at the start of last season you've you seen there was potential in there I think he's grew as a player this season he had a fantastic pre-season I was really impressed with him a really good start to the season Then he suffered that that injury Rob um, but since he's come back for his injury again he's just carried off um, the same way as he started pre-season he's he's became a a, a valuable player for um, Stephen Gerrard um, as Ryan Jack is as well I mean he's he, I wouldn't say surprise me I always thought he was a decent enough player but he's come on leaps and bounds if I'm being honest with you under Stephen Gerrard he's going to be a big miss but then Again, this is a sign of the quality of the Rangers squad. You've got Steven Davis who missed out in the League Cup game on Sunday, who for me is just a quality footballer um, that can come in and, and replace uh, Ryan Jack. So, as I said, that the squad's good. When you do suffer um, a couple of injuries or maybe even players maybe in time lose a bit of form, there's always that good quality that can come in and replace them.
2: Jordi sure, Ribot can play in the in the midfield three. He can also play on the right side of the of the front three, the attacking three for for Rangers. But when he was missing uh, last week uh, against Benfica, Kemar Roof uh, came in and and started. I think I think Steven Gerrard has used him very sparingly and carefully because he's just been getting him nursing him back to full fitness and sharpness, uh, Darren. But well, we you only have to think of that goal in Liège and, and the one he put in the top corner last week against Benfica to know all about the quality that he's delivering now for Rangers yeah well obviously
7: I I would have seen a bit of him watching Leeds down south he he, he scored a number of goals there a couple of seasons back Um, I I think you're talking about nurturing back to fitness I honestly think these boys need to be drilled in the way Rangers want to play before they can play it's not bringing now just bringing a good player for the sake of bringing a good player they have to fit the way Steven Gerrard wants to play and as I said the, the team the messages he delivers week on week will be so consistent because they play the same way all the time um, so any player then that comes out, he can change position. You're talking about a Rebo can play in the midfield three or front three, is because he'll keep hearing the same messages over and over again, and that, that is a massive, massive help for a squad.
2: And is that be- and, and is that why Rangers are, are delivering now, Barry? Do you think th- this is the this is the culmination this season of a, a two years plus project by Stephen Gerrard about putting pieces in the jigsaw and as Darren says, um, getting players on the same wavelength on the same page as him in terms of how he wants his team to
6: play yeah well that's this is uh, the manager in his third season and you can see progression every single season um, the only downside was that after the winter break last year they, they suffered a loss of form um, but as I keep saying a lot of people are making uh, the signing. yet yeah, he's signed good quality but he said the core group now for over two seasons um, and as Dan knows he's doing he's doing he, coaching stuff as well he's working day in day out with these players um, and they'll know their, their roles and responsibilities within the way that Rangers play um, so you can see the difference in them I, I, I'm glad that it's not often you get a manager that, that gets this amount of time because um, at a club like Rangers you're demanded to win, win trophies he's not won anything in the last couple of seasons but they're certainly on the right track to win a trophy this season. I've been real impressed. It's not just the, the way they're playing, it's that they're, they're doing the dirty side of the game. Their work rate off the ball is unbelievable. And guys that I would never have thought of, Morelos for instance, I thought the game last week against Benfica. The previous month to that, his form's been pretty poor, but I thought he was good on the ball, but it was his work rate off the ball. And... The manager's starting to get his, his message across to the players now and you can see that with the results on the pitch.
2: So it's Standard Liège tomorrow night and of course for Rangers the chance to do what they very nearly did uh, last Thursday and that's qualify for the group for the knockout stages
3: be a difficult game tomorrow but we're at home we're, we're, we're in a good place confidence and belief is really high at the moment we're on an unbeaten run that we want to try and protect and continue and we know that standard they've got to come here and, and try and win the game so we have to be aware of that and um, that'll certainly try and uh, play some part in our game plan knowing that they're in a more desperate situation than us. It's a very interesting game and one that we're all looking forward to.
2: And I guess the Stephen Gerrard approach um, publicly and privately can can be two different things in terms of what he's saying to the media and what he's saying to the players. There will be, obviously, uh, that that message uh, about humility uh, and about being respectful and, you know, being conscious of how it all went horribly wrong last season and using that as a driver forward into more sort of positive things. But they must be bursting over with belief and confidence in that team, Darren, just because of the way they're playing. It's a well-oiled machine, isn't it?
7: Yeah, but no, I think he'll be saying the same thing in the dressing room. I think he will be constantly, after every game, they take off a win and a good performance. There's praise, they analyse the performance where they went right, but then he keeps emphasising why they've performed and, and why they're winning. Um so no, I don't think he's in the dress room saying, lads, we are doing great, but listen, let's go out into the press and, and be humble. I think he will be driving that home more in the dress room than he is in yeah,
2: the public. Yeah but I mean he must be sell he must be celebra- no, yeah, celebrating performances. Nah, nah. And, and uh, there must be a slap on the back element surely no. To, to No not to at
7: Seldogan Rangers. You can't you can't you slap yourself in the back in the mid season I'm not saying they did it last season, but I'm saying he got criticised for kind of the way he celebrated Selhurst Park, which I didn't buy into because winning away from home at Selhurst Rangers, you have got to celebrate at the moment. But no, no, no. There's no. I I cannot see how Stephen Gerrard is sitting there going, I'm content. And if he is, which I know he's not, because as a no, player, no, I'm you can't. No, see no, him. no. I'm
2: not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's that but he's but sitting why, back why saying I'm you, content. What, what? I'm, I'm. I'm saying that there must be a balance between saying yeah, yeah we respect everybody it's a one game at a time and it's all that sort of stuff but you have to be taking a lot of confidence belief delight enjoyment uh, all those sort yeah. of things f- from good performances
7: confidence yeah of course you're going to take confidence from it but no I think you'd be driving home I think you'd be constantly onto the players daily I'm not talking about for games and training that the standard will never drop you'll not let anything slide um, and I, I would find it I just I don't know the guy but you can you've seen him enough over the years I don't think this guy is content with anything and I don't think he's happy until there's a trophy as Barry says that's how you get judged at Celtic Rangers and he won't be happy until that happens
6: it'll yeah. be about keeping your feet on the ground Rob I, I'm telling you after every game look as a, a, a fan watching the games like you can get carried away but certainly the management team and the, the playing staff you come in and you congratulate them listen great result it's forgot about we're on to the next game we get back on that training ground and we refocus that's the kind of mindset I think that the managers brought this season Um, what like previous seasons you can say whatever but I just see a, a, a different way as I said I, I like the communication after games it's respectful you've got to respect who you come up against you've always got to respect your opponents and that's what I see in this Rangers team and you always take it one game at a time you can go and celebrate and pat each other on the back when silverware comes in to the equation and that's not for a long time yet
2: Twenty-three games unbeaten, looking to make it 24 tomorrow night, looking to qualify for the knockout stages of the Europa League. It's Rangers against Standard Liège at eight o'clock. Ahead of that, of course. Massive match in Milan for Celtic. Five to six start for that one. Do you want to join the football conversation with us on the show? 808 17, 17 700 The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! here we call him Chris the scraper uh, <laughs> thanks 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 Chris for the the traffic and the travel as Glasgow's on go radio the football show Monday to Friday we just like talking football and we do it for two hours on a daily basis and you're very welcome to join us join the conversation join the football chat on 8, 08 17 700 we are pointing the way ahead to those big matches in Europe uh, tomorrow night we're looking further ahead to the weekend as we Well, on a Wednesday, you start thinking about what's happening SPFL-wise, the Premiership on Saturday. Four games Saturday, Hamilton-Kilmarnock, Livingston against Dundee United. Motherwell play Hibs and it's St Mirren against Aberdeen. Those two going head-to-head for the second successive weekend. And on Sunday, as Barry was saying, Rangers are in Dingwall to play Ross County. Celtics conquerors of last weekend. And uh, the champions Neil Lennon's team at home to St Johnston on Sunday. That of course is after uh, the meeting with Milan in the Europa League uh, groups tomorrow night. It's a five to six
4: kickoff in Italy. And what about that Celtic squad news? Elliot he won't travel. He's unavailable. Julian's, you know. Come back in, he's played two games. He's a doubt. Duffy's having a, a knee assist that he picked up on Alcon training today. We'll see how he is. Uh, but I'll still try and, you know, put a strong team out and see how the game goes and maybe gives the squad some much-needed game time as well.
2: What are you thinking, Darnody, about that Celtic team? How What the lineup is going to be tomorrow night? I don't mean specifically. I I mean, what, what sort of team is Neil Lennon going to go with the strongest team he has tomorrow night?
7: I think circumstances and, and listening to him there, yeah. And potentially later in the game, um, trying to to bring other players on. A lot of the, the Celtic players hasn't really been a settled side over the last kind of number of weeks, purely because they're they're trying to find the formula, the right kind of starting eleven. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think they'll go with the strongest team that Neil Lennon thinks is available. And later in the game, if, as I said, if he if he thinks he can change things, great. Um, I don't think you can go take AC Milan the way the way yeah. AC Milan play and and stick out a kind of what you'd consider a weaker side.
2: I mean, all sorts of questions about Celtic attacking-wise at the moment. Um, Odson are not delivering uh, what what we're used to seeing from him up front. Oh, Lee Griffiths not around. Sometimes on the bench, uh, Albion a yeti not really. Being totally convincing, Patrick Clemala, much the same. Much the same goes for him. There's no Elvinuosi, of course, tomorrow night. But but tomorrow night, Barry presumably for Celtic has to be based on a strong defensive setup to make it difficult for for Milan. Um, and and that's something that Celtic have been really struggling with.
6: Yeah, I, I mean I think Darnell Graham with me here. I think he'll go and try and frustrate e. Milan. There's no doubt about it, Rob. That a they're a young team, but that I I watched that game. They've got some fantastic individuals. Um, so I, I think he'll just go over and try and frustrate them, make it tough, be compact, um, and try and um, take it as long as possible. Uh, but in terms of the the I mean the, the, the guys that have just rhymed off here, the, the forwards, Edward, I know he's no hit top for him, but for me, when he's on for him, he's the best. Best player in Scotland. Well, we saw it last Thursday, didn't we? we with his we, goal. We we see we've seen signs yet. He just needs to get a level of consistency. But the most important thing for for Neil Lennon and his team tomorrow night is is just making sure they go over there and and be defensively solid. And then you you don't know what can happen in the counter attack. You've seen it with the last week's game with the Edward goal or from a set piece. Um, so I, I think that's what he will going through. he will be putting across to the players is we just need to remain solid and, and, and see where that takes us
2: because darn it doesn't matter what Celtic do going forward tomorrow night if they can't defend
7: yeah I, I just can relate to my own kind of experiences in Europe going away from home and it was always simplified it was how defensively solid you could be I even think of the UEFA Cup run Rangers run it was Banks of well, it was a five and a four, and we
6: we'll get and battered the v- every away game.
7: Gave up the ball yep. and became really, really defensively sound, and then were brilliant on, on hitting teams in the counter attack. And I associated all the games that I played away from home in Europe of giving up possession. You didn't you didn't play the game as a maybe the way he certainly would at home or, or uh, domestically. It was a completely different game. So um, I think that's probably the way Celtic will set up tomorrow. I think you'll see, as Barry says, it, the, the concentration is on how compact they can be, how defensively sound they can be. Sometimes by simplifying that, when you're not maybe in a, in a great uh, mood or confidence isn't high, that can that can sometimes help you
2: it's a good point that isn't it because that some of that football you know, I guess was pretty brutal to watch from, from Rangers on the way to the UEFA Cup final Barry but but nobody was caring because
6: because it was winning form we had two two different ways of playing at home we went for teams away from home we were 4-5-1 and let them play in front of us and be compact and try and take the game as long as possible try and frustrate the, the, the opposition um, and once you get into the last the final 20-15 minutes the game might open up a wee bit um, and we could maybe hit them on a counter-attack or, or get something uh, from a, a set-piece. That, that was the way, That was plain and simple. Um, and At home is a, di- a different ball game when you've got 50,000 fans behind you, you can then go and have a pop at them. But you've got to be respectful when you're playing European games. Um, there's a lot of good players, uh, a lot of top opposition. Um, so it, that, that was the, the basis of your run, um, was to go and frustrate away from home. And open up a bit when we we played at, at Ibrox to go and try and get the the vital win.
2: And it's what Scotland have been about in recent times as well, isn't it? With Stevie Clark, that's where he started his mission to to find a team that could qualify for a, a major finals. It was let's make ourselves difficult to beat. Let's let's make teams really work to have to score a goal against us. Then if we nick one, that's it.
7: Especially if you if you're in a moment Scotland were in a moment where they weren't going to score two, three, four goals. So we can go back and simplify it and say, well, if we don't concede, then we only need the one. Celtic usually can be a little bit more expansive, although away from home against AC Milan, maybe even in their best form, they'd still maybe go with this approach. But certainly now, if if you're lacking a wee bit of confidence, you're a little bit sensitive, just simplify it. Simplify it. I was I was different as a player. I enjoyed I loved the thought of going and having to camp in and that was partly because I didn't want to run up the pitch and having to play but and I loved positioning myself and But I think it simplified it for me as well. It simplified everything. And I think if they just have to concentrate on one thing tomorrow night, and that's just been compact, been tough to break down, frustrating. And then those little pre-match nerves or maybe the confidence, it grows as the game goes on. It just goes nil all longer and longer. And then you maybe start to play a little bit more. I think that's probably the approach Celtic will take, which in fairness to Neil Lennon, he's he's gone at every game. um, But maybe tomorrow might be different. I don't know. I don't know, though.
6: Some of the most enjoyable wins away from home were the ones that is speaking about when you you go and you give up possession a team will have 70-75% possession but you come off the pitch with a, a 1-0 um, victory I, I used to really enjoy them myself a different side when you were at home Dan will tell you I mean, the crowd are behind you you can go for them um, but Europe away from home is a different ball game um, sometimes you've got to just change the way you play and just as I says, going for frustrate straight and be solid and compact and Hopefully, as I said, you take them as long as you can and then you can maybe snatch something towards the end of the game.
2: And defending can be a really enjoyable thing uh, when when it's going well, Darren. They were my favourite games, the
7: big, big games where I'm talking personally that you knew you were giving up the ball. As I said, that probably played to my strengths as a player, um, but I loved it. I loved being in an environment where your back's against the walls. I felt that's when I kind of performed well. Most defenders will feel that. You talk. I know Shane Duffy's talking about Shane Duffy uh, has a knock or whatever. Shane Duffy for Ireland, that's what Ireland did. They just gave up possession. They just became defensively sound. That's how they qualify for each turn. Fans didn't like it. Celtic and Rangers fans won't sit for that when it comes back to Ibrox and Celtic Park. You need to play in a completely different way. But away from I, I used to love it. I used to love knowing that you everything was going against you. you. were Obviously, the fans won't be in it, but tough, tough atmospheres. Um, you, yeah, absolutely, you can enjoy it.
2: It's just gone horribly wrong for Shane Duffy, hasn't it? I mean, that, as you were saying, that uh, we've just heard from Neil Lennon, that he's a doubt and, and might not play um, tomorrow. Uh, he's been out of the team. Um, he's really just not got started. And all the messages were so positive. I, mean, I remember when we'd Billy Reid, the assistant manager of Brighton on the show, yep. before he signed, saying... Stand by for this guy. He is gonna. He is gonna be potential player of the season material. Uh, pl- playing for for Celtic. I mean, I, w- I was chatting with Davy Weir, um, who was doing some punditry at the Rangers game on Sunday. He's he he, han- he handles the the loan players yeah. for for for
6: Brighton, and he he's absolutely shocked that it hasn't happened for Duffy. Well, first and foremost, I thought it was a, a fantastic signing there's no doubt I think if you ask Shane Duffy himself he'll he be honest and he's not been in the best form of his life but I was like everybody else I thought it was a great signing he's just gone through a tough time at this moment you don't become a bad player overnight That's he's just lacking a bit of confidence and maybe maybe he's got a shock to the system to the way that football's played up here um, I've seen it with more nice When myself, when I was at Rangers, we signed guys for the, the Premier League or from um, a, a top league in Europe. When they've got a shock to their system and they've went out and played it at your first park, or Reister Road or Pitaudry, it's tough games. It's a hundred mile an hour darn. So uh, look, I, I think in time he can still be a big player for Celtic. Um, but I just think it's taking him a bit of time to settle.
2: And that's something that we're talking about Neil Lennon a lot tonight and, and that's something he can't legislate for because when he signed Neil Lennon must be rubbing his hands thinking I'm getting a top quality English Premier League defender in here. This is going to make a massive difference to what we're doing and it hasn't.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've absolutely nailed it. <laughs> he, look, there's not one Celtic fan and probably football fan that thought that was a bad sign and I don't think it necessarily has been a bad sign it's just not worked for now. I kind of touching on as well with Shane Duffy I, I've, I've played with him kind of uh, at the tail end of my own Ireland career and he was kind of coming into it it's a different game that he's playing just now so he's adjusting as well like Shane Duffy played for Brighton under Chris Hutton, and with all due respect the top top manager but they played right behind the ball at the edge of the box he, he defended his box and with Ireland let me tell you Ireland don't get anywhere 20 feet from their own goal so it's a different game he's playing with Celtic he's higher up the pitch he's having to build the play more he's obviously got more space in behind him and he'll adjust, he'll adjust. The longer it goes, I've no doubt Shane Duffy will be a success. But the, the reality of the matter is they need him now. They need him now. And, and as you said, Neil Lennon, when he brought him in, it was for the here and now. Um, but it, as Barry says, he's not become a bad player overnight. And he's a brilliant guy as well. Really good character. He's a Celtic fan. Like he, he, he ticked every box. It's just sometimes it just doesn't happen.
2: So the the defence for Celtic probably, bearing in mind what Neil Lennon's saying there, is probably going to pick itself for, for tomorrow night. If, if Julian uh, and Duffy aren't available for then Neil Lennon will probably just have to go with with what he has, and and he'll he'll look for that defence and the defense defenders themselves, Barry, will be looking for reasons to believe, reasons to be confident about defending well tomorrow night and, and, and they won't get that confidence from certainly from looking at the statistics which show that even in the two games against Sparta Prague who are no, no world beaters it would have to be said, they, they shipped eight goals
6: Yeah, there's no doubt the, the basics of defending Celtic have suffered from it this season Um, There's no doubt about it But sometimes it works for you When you're missing big players Sometimes it galvanises you Guys get an opportunity That maybe they thought They wouldn't have got A few weeks back So well, It's a great opportunity For the guys that come in um, And go over there And and get a clean sheet Because If you listen to Neil Lennon After the games It is just basic mistakes That's it's going against Celtic just now. You can do, you can do all the work on the training ground for hours every single day, but when they cross that white line for a set piece, you lose, uh, you lose your marker, goal, penalty kicks going against them. So look, tomorrow's night game. The most important thing is they just go and try and keep a clean sheet, which have not done for a long time.
2: Meanwhile, at Rangers, uh, the team will just about pick itself uh, tomorrow night for that match against Standard Liège. It's an eight o'clock uh, kickoff. What about Liège? Will it be the back five for them? Expect them to play a back five again. Having said that,
3: we have seen them play with a back four. We also know Bacardi, who plays in the middle of the back three, likes to step into midfield and it almost becomes a four. We know a lot about this team and what they do in terms of systems and formations. It's a case of let's wait and see what team they decide in terms of the 11, in terms of personnel. Uh, if I was a better man, which I'm not, I assume they're going to go for a back five again.
2: All sorts of pressure on Celtic in Milan tomorrow night. Uh, I wouldn't say that Rangers will be relaxed about about their game, but but there's an obvious obvious freedom about it, and still they've still got two group games to go, and they're
6: and they're virtually qualified. Yep, but ideally, tomorrow night, he'll want to make sure that they're they're in um, the, the next round. Rob, as basic as, um, basic as that, I don't think he want to wait to the last game. He'll want to go and get the job done tomorrow night and he'll put out what he would imagine be his strongest 11. and They're at home. Look, you've got to be, again, I'll go back to that word, you've got to respect the, the opposition. They were a decent enough team as... as I said to you earlier on, you were you done the game over um Liege. They've got some decent players but Rangers, what an opportunity tomorrow night to go and and get that th- Vital three points to make sure they're in the last 16 I wish I
2: had been in Liege Not in the back of a caravan um, I don't know why I say <laughs> that <mate. laughs> No, exactly But for the purposes of expenses I was actually in Belgium uh, Of course uh, Whenever you listen to Stephen Gerrard, Darren he, he just sounds absolutely meticulous You can imagine he's been just pour- Even though they've played them already he, He's been poring over recent tapes as well and, and just wanting to know everything about what they do
7: Yeah I, 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 Yeah he, he obviously is, and his staff, and they'll put an enormous amount of of work and effort into analysing the opposition. And obviously, they've played against them, so they've got that that um, as a plus. <laughs> I laugh because I don't think they'll change anything I don't think I keep saying it Rangers will play the exact way they've played for the whole season and, and last season um, they'll just do it very very well and and I would echo what Barry says I, I fully expect them to be able to get the job done tomorrow and Stephen Gerrard will definitely definitely want them to do that and then potentially for the last uh, for the last game with the group stage he can when I say rest people maybe rotate even even more than he is doing
2: Still time to have your say on uh, Glasgow Zone Go Radio The Football Show 0808 17 17 700
5: The Go Radio Football Show Let's go
2: A European special tomorrow night between 5 and 7 because of course in the midst of that show we'll have a kickoff in Milan AC versus Celtic. Starts at 5 to 6 so we'll have the team news for you right at the top of the show and then of course after we're finished tomorrow night it will be Rangers against Standard Liege at Ibrox. Two big matches on the way and uh, Paul Cooney in the studio tomorrow night with Davy Proven and Chris Burke. Friday Barry is back Si is here as well alongside Paul and myself and uh, another week of uh, Go radio football shows will have vanished into the the mist on Saturday of course uh, Premiership is back with Hamilton and Kilmarnock Livingston, Dundee United Motherwell against Hibbs St Mirren versus Aberdeen the two Sunday matches of course it's Thursday, Sunday Thursday, Sunday for the Old Firm at the moment Rangers and Dingwall to play Ross County followed by Celtic at home to St Johnston Might not normally be a fixture that would get the Pulse racing, uh, but it certainly does at the moment. It is a massive match for Neil Lennon and Celtic. The Celtic manager has been uh, talking to the media today, answering all sorts of uh, questions and uh, talking about the ongoing dialogue
4: he's having with the likes of Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond. Yes, of course. Talked about the game, talked about the players, talked about the results, and obviously talk about the values that we have, the durability that the, the club has, we're strong. We're not in, in great shape at the minute in terms of results and performances, but I've got, you know, a great relationship with them. It doesn't count for anything if the results keep going the right way because then they have a decision to make, but we're, no, we're not near that point yet. They believe in me and I believe in what we're trying to do. I believe in my backroom staff as well, so... Yep, he, does. he believes
2: in the backroom staff, that's for sure, and he's certainly uh, happy uh, about the statement that was issued in the in the course of yesterday's uh, Go Radio Football show, when uh, Peter Lowell issued his statement, gave Neil Lennon his support and his backing, and basically the message was, we're in this together.
4: Well, I'm very grateful, you know, there's, again, we talk about this durability, they're not aboard the tech managers, for the sake of it, you know, we've had great success, we're going through a, a tor- you know a tough time, but They don't sort of leave you out on the lurch. There's great support here. Great support from supporters, letters, emails. There's been great support from other managers in the game and the LMA who have seen it all before and probably deal with this on a daily basis. From my own point of view, you know, it's really encouraging and comforting. And I've had great support from the players as well.
2: Barry Ferguson and Darren D with me, Rob McLean, in the studio. Uh, Neil Lennon just desperately wants to be talking about football, doesn't he? He doesn't want to be talking about all this stuff, for the, the constant Zoom calls and the votes of confidence and supporter protests and all that sort of stuff. It's it's a really a painful time for him, Darren.
7: Yeah, it's tough, but I think he accepts his part for the course. It's, it's what happens when you don't win games of football at Celtic. There's a hell of a lot of questions. There's a, obviously a huge fan base that demands answers. So he's obviously trying to to appease people by giving the answers he's given, but the, the reality is the only thing that'll appease people is winning games of football, and he'll know that more than anyone.
2: Do you can you dig into your experience at the moment when you're when you're thinking about what what's happening? I mean, obviously you're you're a part of 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 Celtic Football Club at the moment in your coaching capacity, but going into the past as a player in the club, when a manager was under pressure, when a manager was teetering towards the brink? I mean, is is Tony Mowbray the name that comes to mind?
7: Yeah, well, obviously the other manager was Gordon Strachan, who I would never say was under pressure, really. He was always under pressure, but never under pressure in that that way. Uh, Yeah, Tony, obviously, lost his job, and certainly, I don't want to say in my lifetime, but certainly my kind of... Memories of Celtic. I can't remember a manager leaving mid-season other than Tony. Um, I know there has been probably. I don't want to start naming them off. but um, So they, they aren't a club that will change mid-season. And I think what people need to realise is like, the, there's not managers growing on trees ready to take these jobs. These jobs are the biggest jobs, certainly in Scottish football, but in, in European football. These are massive, massive clubs. So like, to, to say just change the manager the minute there's a, a, a kind of dip in form is it's a bit mad. And then... To add into the context of it, that Celtic, the success they've had, I think the board have shown. We're talking about players showing character, and um, when when things aren't going well, the board show character as well. So they've backed them. I think they're backing someone they they know has been been through this before, um, and obviously they're hoping they're hoping they'll be uh, rewarded by that.
2: What are your memories, Barry, of being in a dressing room when a a manager of yours was was under pressure, and and
6: everyone was obviously very conscious of it. Um, uh, it's not nice you never want to see a um, it's not just the manager it's the the players it's everybody collectively taking responsibility Um, but we all know in the football game it it lies in in one person's shoulders and that's the manager he's always going to take the brunt of it Um, but I was always one for we're in it together it's simple as that I know the manager picks the team um, he coaches the team but when we cross that white line, we've got to go and do the job that he asks us and, and sometimes that doesn't happen and, and the manager then takes the, the, the brunt of it and I never liked that, I always liked it. It was a, a thing that we would do, we would take as a collective group. We take the responsibility, not just the, the, the manager and that's what's happened at Celtic now. Neil Lennon's taking the brunt of it, um, but I heard Dan mention earlier in the show it's about everybody taking the responsibility, and that's what you've got to do. That's the only way you can get through it. Rob, um, I don't like seeing people um, put out and and uh, thrown out to the the wolves or whatever. I, I think you've got to, everybody. It's connected with the club. Try and stick together, and take full responsibility together.
7: I think I'm got you're asking about my previous kind of experience of it. Is the message in the dressing room will be no one is going to get us out of this mess other than us it's on our shoulders so take it onto your shoulders and when I was in that situation and you were looking around the dressing room there were some great guys don't get me wrong but there was some that you thought do I want to be in the trenches with these guys as well you cannot put that against these players and this manager because their success they've had, they've been through their mill. And I, I get the the argument of, well they've not been behind before, but that, that's really a nonsense argument because it's not their fault that they've not been in this situation before. Um so I think looking I think you'll get a squad that looking around the dressing room, they will trust. They genuinely will believe we can get out of this. Go back to Mowbray. Mowbray was a brilliant manager and had so much time from but the group of players at that time, you looked and thought, Are we getting out of this? And we weren't going to get out of it and it did need change where this is tried and tested, this is a manager that's been through it, these are players that have won things. So I think there will be a genuine belief that we need to
2: fight this out. In this sort of situation, Barry, that, does a, a, a player's meeting, The players' meetings happen? I mean, there are the obvious meetings with, with the manager where he's saying, Let, let's dig us out of this and, and here's how we're going to dig ourselves out of it. But would the players shut the door at some stage and leave the manager
6: out and, and have a talk in themselves? Yeah, I've been involved in that. The manager will come in and have his say, and go out, and and um, I've done it myself as captain. Um, sometimes you've got to take that responsibility, not the manager, knowing that that's going to happen. Because I, I would always go to him first and say, "Listen, we're going to have a, a, a chat as a group privately, um, and try and iron out a few things." And and I wouldn't say call a few people out, but let's be honest and see if we we can how we can fix this or can we do better at it so yeah certainly it happened in my career in um, a number of occasions and I always felt it, it was good at times for people to get things off their chest I always found that it helped and we'd always do it before training and then you would get a reaction in the training and then we'd try and kick on for there so it was something that that happened quite often throughout my career
2: I just found myself thinking there about your wee halftime time team talk the Pharaohs when when, when Scotland were two down to, to a team of uh,
6: carpenters and painters and electricians? Yeah, with, with Paul Lambert, that, that was one of them. Lambo was the, the experienced player and, and the captain, and both of these were obviously Lambo was at, at Celtic and I was at Rangers. And when you're getting beat, no disrespectful to Pharaohs, but with us, with that Scotland team we had out and the calibre of player we had, we should never have been 2 0 down. Um, so, yeah that happened at half time um, the late great Tommy Burns says a couple of words and then um, it was just let loose for 10 minutes um, Lambo started and I just carried on and um, we got a reaction and thankfully we, we, we come away with a point um, but we were lucky we were lucky they thoroughly deserved to be 2-0 two, two up at, um, at half time but sometimes that's needed sometimes the manager just takes a step back and lets the players go and I wouldn't say take control but go and say a few home truths and I never found I never had any problem with that I don't know about Darn, but I quite liked that at times um, the guys having it's their been, that's say that's because
7: you were the one telling them <laughs>
6: <laughs> but I just found that you got a reaction and certainly when Lambeau spoke I got a reaction for Lambeau speaking so then Obviously he was the experienced one and I had a, a, a few words to say and then obviously other guys in the dressing room and we get a kick out of that and we get a reaction in the second half. And two
2: of, uh, the two of you scored in yeah, the second half, I, half as well, didn't you? It
6: was crazy how it, how it happened, yep. Yeah. But, um, yep, yeah, that there, there was other occasions, that, well, no other, there was plenty of occasions that, at Rangers, but that one, I, I remember... You, the one you were talking about the Faroes
2: yeah that, that pitch was, was on a cliff top, tough tier wasn't it in the Faroes that, that match and it was and it, it we were seemed, actually it,
6: lucky Rob to come in at half time to 0 yeah, down know, I know. it could have been 4 or 5 it, to but the
2: it, it, it seemed quite appropriate that the match was on a cliff top because Scotland were kind of teetering on the brink at, at that stage at half time I mean that that would have been I mean it was pretty embarrassing anyway to, to, to draw with them but, but you know at least defeat was avoided
6: yeah but it was but also, after the game, we warned that we were going to be in for criticism, but we deserved it, the, the criticism, as long as it was constructive criticism, which it, it was, I don't like sometimes in football it gets a bit personal, I don't like that, um, but when it's constructive, and you have to deal with you have to deal with it as, as human beings, you have to deal with it as footballers and that just wasn't the first time that happened in my career it was a number of times um you have to go and deal with it in the right way And the only way i always found was having a chat with each other and going out and rolling the sleeves up and working even harder on the training ground these celtic players um it's not that they're they're not trying of
2: course it's it's not and, and that's that's fairly obvious when you when you watch them at the moment it's it's just that confidence that has seeped out of them darren and that's a very difficult thing to replace isn't it
7: yeah, and we keep keep saying the same thing over and over again. The only way they'll get it won't be one performance that gets this back on track. It'll just be a win, and then a next win, and then all of a sudden you start building momentum. You won't be able to do it from a standing start. And at the minute, Celtic are at standing start. Rangers are in full flow, and it keeps happening, and it's easier. The games seem, and you're just ticking them off. Celtic just need one win. Obviously, they've got a really tough game tomorrow night. Obviously any sort of result and good performance of it could give them an enormous boost but the real crunch games are now going to be in the league obviously because they're not in the Europa League anymore in terms of progression. Um, And touching on kind of meetings, they they happen all the time. Mm -hmm. That that happened in a half time. That wasn't a crisis meeting of kind of performance. That was happened in the middle of a game. They happen all the time. So listen, the Celtic player, I'm sure they've had loads of meetings. The only way you get out of these things as winning games of football and they, as you said they're doing everything they possibly can and they need to win games of football soon
2: We started the show uh, talking about Alan McGregor and that, that, uh, that milestone Barry and uh, it's going to be a really special night for him tomorrow night isn't it his 83rd European appearance for Rangers and overhauling your long-standing record
6: Yep, and thoroughly deserved. Um, As I says at the start of the show, I'll be one of the first ones to, uh, if he takes my call, that is, he never answers (laughs) his phone, but I'll give him my text. And as I says, it couldn't go to a better guy. As I says, I I was with him. I I seen him as a a young 15-year-old, young skinny 15-year-old coming in. And I seen the potential in them and and the work ethic. And the thing that, that, that just jumped out um, about Alan McGregor was he's just determination to win and you can see that on the pitch sometimes he goes overboard um, but I don't mind that that just shows me that he's a passionate guy and he cares about the club um, so no look I'll be delighted for him as I said records are there to be broken I was lucky enough to beat John Greggs and now Alan will go and take the record and he deserves it because he's been a fantastic Rangers player A winning night for Rangers tomorrow? Yeah I, I don't think it's going to be easy as as people think Um as I said, they've got some handy players but look, Rangers in a good place. They're, they keep their feet on the ground, level-headed. They'll get that vital three points and make sure they're in the, the, the final 16.
2: Barry, thank you very much. Darren, thank you as well. Thanks for listening to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're back with a European special tomorrow at five.
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go!